is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Wednesday! The bullpen. Yes, it is. Welcome to the bullpen on this Wednesday afternoon. What up? It's one of those days, though, I, I don't know, because I, got, I guess because I, I took Monday off last week. So I was like a day behind all last week. I've been yeah. a day ahead all this week. Yeah, so. no, I feel you. I've been wanting to say happy Thursday. It ain't Thursday. Don't tease me on the on it being Thursday. Because it then it's one more day until Friday. Not Friday Eve yet. Not yet. We're getting there. All right. One more day until we get there. And who better to spend it with than us? Nobody. Who better? Nobody. It's us and only. No, I'm just kidding. We got plenty no, of no, great no, no. You talent You could have stopped there and you would have been right. We got plenty we, of we great talent facts here on in these the airwaves that we display for our people in Austin, Texas. Austin. What up? Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins with you on this Friday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was man, I wasn't even listening. Uh, I was kidding there. <laughs> you was, almost caught me totally not listening. Kidding there. Uh, on this Wednesday afternoon, good Are to have you Are you trying to call me us? out for not listening to you? I actually was. I really can't help it. You're in both my ears all the time. I have a tendency to get stuck in people's heads. And you and your Boston Bruins, man, You ever since you came back, like you have been fiending for them. Rocking the Bruins I'm happy gear. for you. I'm a big fan. Listen, this team is incredible this year. 14 and two, uh, and nine game home home win streak there at the, mm-hmm. at the Garden for the for the Bruins. Uh, first in, in that franchise history. Like I said the other day, when I got back from Maine, that's one of the most exciting teams you can watch in all of professional sports. Right all now. I'm saying is, watch out for my Kraken this year. They're feeling a little more confident. They're feeling? Um, they're. I think they're feeling they're it. Feeling the crack? Hey, Amen. Yeah, something like that. Sorry. Listen, you said. Sure. Softball that way. Try, trying to trying to do some quick hockey here, and you're going to give get us some trouble. <laughs> I know. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. If you want to give us a call here, we would love to talk to you. Uh, lots to Hell get yeah. to today. Uh, we begin with the latest out of uh, the, the situation. This terrible situation out of Virginia, and Virginia is a uh, University of Virginia has actually canceled its home game against Coastal Carolina Saturday following that the shooting deaths of three players: Lavelle Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler. No decision has been made on the season finale against Virginia Tech on, on uh, November 26th there in Blacksburg. Oh, they canceled it, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I, they, they, they canceled it. I, have they actually outright canceled that? They canceled their last game, the, the home game. Oh, okay. So I didn't. I, didn't I, I, so it, I was it, behind on that. I did not realize that. You must have printed that right before they came out with it because it came out right around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, you it must have moved on. Okay, so, so then that, that game canceled as well. Uh, of course, Davis, Perry Chandler, running back Mike Collins, and another student all shot on Sunday night after they were coming back from campus, uh, come back to campus rather on a field trip. You're talking about this week's game, right? Yeah, this week's game against Coastal Carolina is definitely canceled. okay. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Of. Okay, I yeah, didn't, I didn't hear about next week. Yeah, so next you week you got to assume I would assume they cancel the season. Why would anyone want? Play it. Well, but you I know, know you want to play for your guys because they do the same for you. I can understand both sides of this, yeah. right? On the one yeah, hand, totally. yeah, you know uh, we're mourning. I get it. On the other hand, would you guys want you to quit? Uh, you know, yeah. just for them. Power through and finish it out strong. You know, you do it in their honor. Maybe you do it just to make you get your own self feel better. Yeah. You know. Um, so I understand both sides. If if they were sure. to cancel it, uh, I, I hope they don't partially because I think these kids need something to play for right now. Yeah, yeah. And it look, this stuff never gets easy. When you lose a friend, I I've unfortunately lost many friends throughout my years. Yeah. Uh, I can count on two hands, unfortunately, how many since the start of high school. Um, and it never gets easier. You know, it's, it's really just kind of how you feel in, it's really how you grieve. And if I don't think anybody should, should be, uh, it should be taken away from them, whether they want to play these next couple games or not for, for their guys, because look, like I said, you're going to grieve differently. It's really hard. This is especially so abrupt. And the way that we lost, they lost their friends. These guys, Mm -hmm. it's just utterly tragic. It's horrible. you just it's hard to process that right away. You can't process that in a couple days. Yeah. So I'm glad they they canceled this one. I don't know how they could be focused and ready to go for for, you know, for their final home game. I would hope because of what you but said. But more power to them if they can. I would never hold it against them either way whether they do or don't. Yeah. This is just such a horrific and tragic uh, you know, situation that there really is no right or wrong here. Yeah. I I, I would hope that uh, from from what you said there, I, I would hope that they would give the players a little input here. Hey, you guys, you want to play against Virginia Tech? You want to take the weekend off? You know, we'll take we'll absolutely take your opinions into consideration here because you guys are the ones that lost your teammates. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they do take that in consideration. If it were me, and if I were a member of that team, I feel like I would want to play uh, for a multitude of reasons. But if everybody decides we got to just we're just going to forget the season, 
totally understand, and nobody should fault him for that either. Totally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so this guy, uh, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., he's facing three counts of second-degree murder, two counts of malicious wounding, and additional gun-related charges. He didn't enter a plea today when he was in court. Uh, he just appeared by video from jail, uh, told the judge, he, I'm going to hire an attorney. The judge says, well, for now, I'll give you a, a public defender, so that's what he's got. Mm-hmm. Status hearing set in the case for uh, December 8th. Apparently this guy's though, he's got a, uh, he's got a fairly lengthy record. Um, did... Uh, Let's see, he'd uh, previously been convicted on a misdemeanor charge of having a concealed weapon in Chesterfield, Virginia, last June, June of last year. Did Find it say what happened to him? Did he get kicked off the football team? Does it say anything about that? Because I don't really found a whole lot about... There's no motive yet still in none. the fact that still it none. was three football players, and I don't know if the, the wounded were, were part of the football team or just, you know, just unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time. Just well, wondering back, if that has something to do with it. Mike Collins, who is, is he was shot in the back... And he's recovering now. He did not die. He was a running back. He is a running okay, back. Okay, so it was team. most of the team. Yeah. Oh wow. And witnesses. What are, is he doing on the on the bus then? Uh, uh, they, they were just on a field trip. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just a but, field trip full of classmates with his old teammates. Witnesses say though this was not random. They say he was pointing at people, not just blindly uh, firing. So we don't know the motive, but man. based on that witness recount, it sounds like it may be something personal here. Maybe. You know, maybe one. Maybe he was a walk-on. This this uh, Darnell Junior guy, from what I understand. So maybe he wasn't good enough to hack it. Took it personally. Maybe the maybe. guys. I don't know. Maybe he, he maybe he took it as a personal slight. Sure. Something some of the guys said. Who knows? It's all speculation. I'm sure we'll find out the eventually. Only, the only thing we know for sure is that this is a terrible, senseless tragedy that didn't need to happen. Uh, multiple yeah. lives yeah. ruined. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so we we will continue to to keep the uh, the whole UVA community in our thoughts. We'll definitely monitor that situation. Keep you up to date on that as well. Hundred percent. I'm sure, plenty of. I'm sure there's probably you know uh, people here who went to that school who who want to know what's going on. Not a bad school either. Not at not, all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, so moving on to uh, well, depending on who you are, possibly <laughs> some lighter news. Yeah, if sure. Texas probably not. Uh, but Georgia, once again, leading the college football playoff rankings. Top five remaining unchanged here so far. So we're looking at Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU holding steady at number four. Can I just say, that is a much better looking top five than what I'm used to. No Alabama. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no LSU. No LSU. No Clemson. No Clemson? Ohio State's the only only leftover, right? Yeah, and I've never personally really ever had a problem with Ohio State. I'm okay no. with that. They have just... Been there and just done their thing. Just kept quiet and just kept winning football games. They really have been kind of the, just the quiet champs this whole season. Yeah, you, they're you like haven't the, heard a lot of it. They've just like you said, they just stayed there. Yeah, they're just a cornerstone of of college football. And, and I, I mean, I'm sure some things have happened in the past that you know probably weren't great that maybe we don't remember. I don't really remember anything past what is it, Maurice Claret and his oh, his situation. Remember that wow. whole debacle? You're going but, way back on that. But one. he was also on game day with them when they were in Ohio State. Oh, he was. For, yeah, so oh, he's okay. back. He he's back in good graces with that team. So that I don't know what's going on, but man, that that's just. I think when it all when it's all said and done, they'll be the most. Let what do you, how am I going to put this? Least talked about best football team, best college football program. In college football, watch right? Them, watch them win the national championship. And I hate to say that because so I'm not a Buckeye fan. Well, I'm not either, but I, I've never really disliked the Buckeyes either. Sure. In fact, one of my favorite Longhorns games of all time was when they were, uh, I, I don't know, what maybe it was just because it felt like such a big moment, but back in 05 when, when the Horns went up against OU, I mean, uh, OSU, Ohio OSU. State. Yeah. Sorry. Was it in the shoe, uh, horseshoe? That's another thing. Was. Going to the horseshoe Gosh, is just a, a long whole got to be a whole experience on anyway, its own. That was that national championship season, though. Okay. But, I, but I just that, sure. that I think that's one of the reasons that game sticks out so much for me because it, you know it was I think it was like maybe their second or third game of the season. Just a big game that could have upended that entire national championship season for the Horns, and and mm-hmm. they prevailed and kept prevailing and eventually prevailed over USC. Hey Amen. And Reggie Bush and crew. Ohio is a football state. Hundred percent. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, and then rounding out the top five in the CFP rankings. You got any idea? Rounding out the top five. Uh, Absolute thumping of Missouri. So we got, over the so we got Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, mm-hmm. Michigan is Michigan three, three TCU four. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Tennessee five. You got it. Okay. You yes. got it. Yeah. Absolute drumming Woo. of Missouri, 66 24 over the weekend. So they remain the, the committee's highest ranked one loss team. And yeah. They're still in contention well, for the playoff without you know, winning their division. If you didn't lose that game last week, it'd be number one. Yeah. 
Georgia has clinched the SEC East. They're going to face number six LSU, which is the highest ranked two loss team in the SEC championship game. And if LSU wins its conference, could make history as the first two loss team to reach the CFP. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed about this year, especially in the college football rankings, there's a lot of ten and zero, nine and one, seven, eight and two, seven and three teams. There's not a lot of the you know usually at this point you'll see like a random like six four six and four team ranked because they've beaten really good teams in All those right. six wins. But you don't really see that this this time. There's a lot of parody of this year. There's a lot of really good teams, and they're all really consistent. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty straight up and down. I, 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 it's fun. It's, it's, hard, fun it's hard to argue with 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 a lot of these. Uh, so we got LSU, USC, Alabama, Clemson, Utah rounding out the top ten there. So we still got Clemson in the mix there. Penn State, Oregon, uh, Ole Miss, Kansas State. That's in. That's your top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why don't you go uh, two more down? UCLA and Washington. Yeah, that's right. Number 17, Notre Dame, don't, Florida State. Don't skip out on my Pac-12. UCF, I wasn't done yet. <laughs> and then... Just making sure Ed loves to skip everything Pac-12 related, so... No, 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 no. I'm not I love Ed. You, Ed. I'm not Ed. I wear socks. Oh! <laughs> I love you, Ed. I'm Does kidding. I wear socks? I'm kidding. I don't notice that. No. It was one of the... Yeah, no. He's legendary. Uh, Tulane, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, North Carolina State, Cincinnati. Round Legend? out your top five there. A dairy. Absolutely. One of the most legendary voices and names in this city. You know where that's from? Legend, a dairy. I don't. Should I? You ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Oh, that's why I don't know. No, the answer is no. I request the highest of five. That's one with Doogie Howser in it, right? Yeah, he's great. Okay. He's hilarious. That's yeah. a great show that ended so horrifically bad. Yeah, I, I've, I, I heard. They put I've an entire season into basically one full day of the show, right? One full day of the show was an entire season, and it was at the wedding. I'm not giving away spoilers. You should already know that it's been out too long. And also, we're not going to break sequel, my heart if you if you spoil it. How I Met Your Father. No offense. Awful. That's a real thing. I love Hillary Duff. She looks great. She's still great. So the best part of that show because that show is not very good. I love Hillary Duff. She's the best part of that show. I'm I just saying, I heard you acting no, 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 I heard you. acting wise. I heard I'm not saying it's anything okay. else. Listen, it's 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 okay. You're only red-blooded. Don't you get me in trouble, man. <laughs> uh, USC is the Pac-12's highest-ranked team at number seven. Um, I can't believe that. Oregon lost to Washington. Your guys there, so they dropped down to 12. Pac-12, though, has got six teams ranked in the CFP yeah. top 25 with the addition right. of Oregon State. I love it. Oregon Two State top finally 10. getting some recognition. Mm-hmm. The Beavs have been pretty consistently good for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. That's kind of what it's looking at like right now uh, as we... Uh, rapidly approach the end of this college football season. Also, can I just say Corvallis, really cool place to go visit. Is it? It's really random. You got to go about 45 minutes off the highway, off the main highway, out in the middle of Oregon rural country, and then boom, you're right there. All of a sudden, this this city or this town is just right, Corvallis is right there for you. Okay. It's beautiful, man. It's great. I've heard it's it's pretty country up there. I love Oregon. I've never been farther south. Uh, well, I, I really haven't been that far south uh, beyond Washington State. I haven't been, mm. I haven't really spent much time farther west than George Washington. I'm sorry for a concert <laughs> so back in like May of 2000. Seeing the you know Foo Fighters got, you know they and, got a and Red Hot Chili Peppers there. They got a subway in that gas station now. Like, like they make sandwiches there. They make sandwiches there now. I bet you they sell a whole lot. <laughs> There's nothing there, man. There's That's what, isn't that like the right. desert? Like in that Washington's well, desert, basically. Yeah, Vantage is a little bit south of there, but yeah, there's nothing advantage either. You gotta go an hour to Ellensburg. Then you get over the Cascades, and it's just like, it's... So call me, oh, man, so it's call beautiful. Me ass, baby. It's beautiful. Great. I love it. Uh, so I was looking here, uh, just on the, the bowl projections, um, as S- Sports Illustrated has, has come out with some predicting all 41 college football matchups. I was looking for your Washington Huskies on here. I'm sure they're on here somewhere. Uh, but I just uh, have not yet, my eyes have not let, yet landed on them. Anyway, as far as the college Peach Bowl, uh, right now it's looking like Georgia TCU. Okay. Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, USC. Don't tell Paul Feinbaum that TCU is still projected because he is not about that train. Paul Feinbaum's not about anything but the Well, now SEC, careful. He's our, he's our co-worker now, I'm technically. Not trashing the guy. He's, I'm just saying. He's shows after hours. I'm just saying that all, all he ever cares about is if it's not SEC, the dude doesn't care. He's an SEC And he won't homer. give you the credit you deserve. And he'll he's admit basically it too. the Skip Bayless yeah. of, of the SEC. And he'll admit it, too. It's kind of gross, but ESPN loves it mm-hmm. because it's SEC. Everybody loves the SEC. Uh, Paul, if you're listening, change your theme song. He ain't listening. Please. <laughs> Please. Just can't do that anymore. He's probably man. a talking head on SportsCenter right now. Yeah. No, he listens to the bullpen. Okay, you're right. You're right. Paul, I'm Paul, sorry. Paul, call in. 512 Paul, let us know what's up. Let us know. 
Uh, Give me some Pac-12 love. <laughs> Pac-12. Give There's some Big no 12 love. such thing as Pac-12 love. Well, as soon, uh, there may be soon to be no such thing as Pac-12. That's what I'm hoping for. Really? Yes, just, please. You just want to see it go away? I want to see it go away in a fiery rage. <laughs> Except now all I'm hearing is San Diego State's going to be the next uh, next one to join uh, in place of USC and UCLA. Like taking their place in the Pac-12? Taking one of their spots oh. in, the, in the Pac-12. We'll just keep in a... Keep it on life support at this point. Essentially. I mean, San Diego State isn't a sexy pick, but they have been pretty decent with, the, I think, the West Coast Conference for a long time. So, yeah, it'd def- be interesting. Definitely not a flashy program. I, I wouldn't hate traveling to San Diego to watch my dogs play. So, I've heard San Diego is a beautiful town. That's actually, I've never, far the south I've been is LA. I've never been down into to San Diego, but everybody I know has been says it's a great town. It's great. It's just really expensive. The one projection I saw on there, and I don't know if it's on there or not. Has uh, Texas playing Washington at the Alamo Dome? Texas playing at Washington at the Alamo Dome, huh? I don't know if it's in that projections, but I <clears> saw a projection yesterday that that had uh, yeah UT and, and UW going at it uh, at the Alamo Dome. Let's see, which here. there's no way I would miss that game. The Alamo Dome. You ever been to the Alamo Dome before? I haven't. I used to watch the Spurs play in the Alamo Dome when I was a kid. It's an interesting, interesting venue. I saw UW play Baylor. Uh, in that game, I don't know if you remember that game. It was like a sixty-five to fifty-six win for Baylor when RG three in his uh, final season. That was that was an interesting game, but I don't. It looked all right. That was also like ten years ago. They posted <laughs> some some uh, twelve years ago, maybe some fairly uh, some fairly big boxing matches over the years there sure. too. I don't know what else they use that for there in San Antonio these days. I'm sure they're, they're probably just like a convention center type place yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, it's something like that's like how they use the Tacoma Dome for concerts. Uh, and I know you don't. They other people don't know what Tacoma Dome is, but you know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so concerts, high school football, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bowl games. I, I mean, I, I, I like I've not been there since I was young. Let's just. I, I would just love. Oh God, I would love to see UW play UT. Man, that would That'd be, be really cool. I, That'd I, be really, really cool. I'd go for that. I think Certainly you, you and I would have stuff to talk about. Wipe the floor with Texas at this point. You think so? Yeah. I think you're probably right, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately have, for Longhorn Nation, I Huskies have the number one right. passing offense in college football. And they're, what are they ranked? 17th? 17th. 17th, yeah. So, yeah. I like I, I, I like Tough that. Tough loss to ASU has really hurt us, unfortunately. Right after, right after Herm Edwards gets fired. They go out and beat UW, who was ranked at the time, too. They were ranked 15th at the time, too. It was brutal. Hated oh. it. Hated it. <laughs> Hated yeah, hold it. it. Man, they'd be top 10 right now after beating Oregon, but this is where we are, so it is what it is. Well, you know, Texas would be in a lot different spot if it had just scored a little bit more here and there. All I'm saying is, yeah, a few, you get out of Texas Tech alive, man, this is a whole different season we're talking about here. I think so too. That, that was the big that that one hurts the most. Now. You know, you can't. Uh, that's the thing with tech. I know, especially you, when the horns go yeah, up there. That yeah. you just—it's a whole different. But it's like I and we talked about this before the game. Doesn't matter what the record is. Doesn't matter what the rank is. It's going to be a good rivalry game. And I'm still proud that you and I both were pretty much the only ones. I we were like the the only guys that I saw that took tech this past weekend. Yeah. And and hey, you know, we too, bad right. I, too bad I put cash down on that. Man, no kidding. The only time I actually come up with a good football pick. I got <laughs> I got a lot of crap for people putting money down on the Seahawks against Tampa Bay. Whoops. Didn't tell you to do that. Remember, I don't bet. I like my money. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, that's why I don't play the lottery. I'd rather just set it on fire and get it over with. Amen. Yeah. Although I like to play the lottery occasionally. I one day, one day one day. One day you're going to win it all? One day. You watch. And then I'll buy this station. Man, I could only imagine. How I'm not going to do that. I'm excited. <laughs> well, stick around. We got a lot more here coming up on the bullpen. We're going to dive into some Longhorns talk. Apparently, they're in the driver's seat to land another big five-star recruit. Also, a big, big game at Moody Center tonight. One of the biggest that possibly of the uh, of the season, whole season. Giddy up! For the Texas men's basketball that we got some big moves coming out of major league baseball and uh, jerry jones i mean i'm sorry jimmy johnson weighing in on the fact that uh, the dude is still not in the ring of honor despite years of promises from jerry jones i think there's only one way he's going to get in and we can talk about it jerry jones dies probably 512-834-1027 give us a call this is the bullpen with patrick and brandon on 1027 espn Welcome back here in the bullpen. Thank you. On this Wednesday. It's not Thursday. It is not Thursday. It is not Friday. It is Wednesday. Sure as hell not Tuesday. What? Thank God for that. There's also no H in Wednesday. 
Just, uh, just so you know. No, Wednesday. It's not cool, whip. What? What do you mean? Wednesday. What am I saying? What? What way? Hot Rod? Anyone? Anyone? Hot Rod? Great movie. Great so, parody sorry, movie. Sorry, man. I wish I could. I wish Andy I could. Sandberg plays a stuntman. Oh, okay. Plays a I know what you're talking about. Stuntman. Now. I know what you're it's talking about. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Pretty much anything Sandberg touches turns to turns to gold. I think. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of hilarious. my favorite shows. Actually, I, he's not even the best character on that show. No. It is Captain Raymond. Captain Holt. Raymond is absolutely. He is absolutely with that dry best. delivery. God, and to know him outside of doing that role and like some serious roles I've seen him do, yeah. he just crushes it. Yeah. He crushed it. And I think that's what makes it so great is that a lot of times he's he's delivering a line so dry that it would work in a drama if if the uh, tone were a bit different. Now you've but done you, it. What? You've made me move my chair. Well, you don't. That was one of his lines. Oh, because if he didn't want to deal with something, right? You know, he'd put his he'd turn his chair and go back to. I'm going to turn my chair and you figure it out. Now I got to go back it. and watch it. You made me move my chair. I got to go back because I, I think I only made it through a couple of seasons. My wife and I were uh, doing that, and uh, good call. So uh, yeah, so we were watching, and then we we ended up watching something else. So. Well, you know, now y'all got some time because. If, if she's not feeling well, you can just binge watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine the whole time. That's right. Do it. That's right. Do it. Uh, so, back into the world of college football we go. Five-star linebacker Anthony Hill apparently headed to a... Uh, may, may very well be headed here to the 40 Acres. Oh? He headlined a real talented group of, of recruits that were here over the weekend during the TCU game. There were a ton of guys here. Uh, and it appears... According to a Longhorns wire, the Texas made a very strong impression on the nation's number one linebacker despite that poor performance against TCU. Well, I don't think that performance would hinder any recruit from wanting to come here. Because yeah, I, I feel it was, the same way. It was a good atmosphere. It was still a close game. I mean, it was a one-score game. You know, they I know Texas offense was crap, and, but the defense showed up, right? This was the number four team in the country that you went toe-to-toe with, and you still had a chance at the end to win. Like, I don't think that this hindered any or would change any recruits' minds about wanting to come here after that game. I don't think it hurt at all. I think, and if, if anything, I would hope every single recruit that was watching would be like, this is what I would have done to help this team win. See, that's the way I would look at it. I would look at it, okay, this is, this is a storied team. Maybe I'm being storied school. No, well, I don't think so. I think you're looking at it very objectively. But I'm an outsider's perspective. But does a, a does a young you know teen who's who's got you know his whole future in front of him possibly playing for one of the biggest college football programs of all time? Yeah, is he thinking that objectively at the time? And it could be hard Who to know the the the, the, the yeah. bright lights, yeah. glitz and glamour of it all. But you can definitely get caught up in the moment and not the game as well. But I'm with you. I like to think that if I'm watching the Horns struggle against uh, against TCU, they they got some moments flashes where they look great. Other moments where they could, I say, well, you know what? This is the this is the exact kind of rebuilding program I want to be a part of. Exactly, you know? and I think I would hope most recruits stop that. So I'm with you. I, I, I all they have to say you is you hear Arch that Manning. a lot, Manning, and that Manning. is that does a Manning. huge deal. Manning. But you hear that a lot, you know. Oh well, the, the horns lost as we had a bunch of recruits here. And, well, so what? You, know, you would so hope what? that they could think a little bit more independently. They're not for themselves here. and make that decision. Yeah, they're not here deciding colleges on, well on wins and losses of the games that they attend. That's just not realistic. Sam Spiegelman of On Three Sports believes Texas is the team to beat for uh, for Anthony Hill here at this point in the recruitment. Uh, he deems the Horns as to be in the quote driver's seat to land this Denton Ryan product. Texas picking up serious momentum in this recruitment after after his decommitment from A and M last week. Uh, the Horns have uh, compiled just an absolute plethora of, of uh, projections for Hill over the past few days. Um, he's the overall number one linebacker, number three overall prospect in the state. Uh, Texas 23 class, of course, currently ranks number six in the nation, so this would certainly help them. Probably would serve as a monumental get for Steve Sarkisian. Absolutely. So how do you see this, the, the rest of this season going for the Texas Longhorns? I stand by Kansas? what I said yesterday. And we got Baylor. I, I again, I stand by what I said yesterday. I am not scared of either team coming up. They have a chance to win eight games and really put a nice finishing stamp to this season. It's been tough, but you know what? That's not a bad thing. That for for the returning guys, this is going to only put make a bigger chip on their shoulder. They're going to want to be better for next season. 
they're going to be better for next season because of the recruits coming in. We don't even know what they can do in the transfer portal next yeah. se- during the offseason. But right now, with the team that they have, they still have a chance to end very well. And we're going and we're we only can it's unfair to compare anything other than last season, right? Sark's first season sure. with the team. Five and when seven. He went five and seven. It was just an utter disaster to finish the season. And now not only are they finishing strong, even if they lost, even though they lost on Saturday, again, number four team in the country, and they're still the number four team in the country, potentially going to be a playoff team. And you still went toe-to-toe with this team at home. You went toe-to-toe to te- with, with one of the best teams in college football early on in the season. Injuries plagued you from potentially winning that game. Possibly. We don't know. All I'm saying is this season is much better than how everyone is looking at it right now. And I guess I know that's fair because of the up and down it's been and the inconsistencies and what the hell, why aren't you giving the ball to Bijan Robinson more? But they still have a chance to finish with eight games, potentially nine games. Now you got to remember where you are. Uh, Horns fans can get real nervous real quick. Horns fans should be should have been humbled the last couple seasons, or before last, even last season, and with the Tom Herman era and before that. Give me a break, man. You are don't think you're an elite program at the moment, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get back. You you've you've tasted it. You've held on to that feeling for this long throughout. And you have to when you go through all those awful, horrible seasons with people with guys that seemed like they didn't really care at all. I'm sorry to go off here on on you, but I'm just I'm just saying like the way that this team is now is set up to be so much better than it was in the past. The future is so damn bright that even if they don't win nine games, even if they win eight games and lose their bowl game, it's still a successful season. I like that glass half full. Uh... You know, take me. you guys. That's there. how I. That's how I am. You are. You are. Uh, so the horns uh, have dropped in the latest fan nation Big Twelve Power Rankings. But I know oh, it's just fans. My God. However, uh, you know I like to gauge the pulse of where they are. These are uh, rankings put together every week by Longhorns Country, Inside the Bears, and Red Raider Review. Uh, horns at six and four. Of course, we know they lost seventeen ten last weekend to the Horn Frogs, uh, and they was, they went from number two in these uh, fan power rankings. They're now number four. TCU, number one, Kansas State, two, Oklahoma State, three, Baylor, five. So rounding that out there, you agree with that? No, but the only thing that we, we'll see at the end of the season. What don't you agree with? I just, who cares, honestly? I don't really care. I, you know me. I'm not a power rankings guy. Yeah. Like I don't follow all that. The closest thing I follow is rankings, and even that shouldn't matter until the last game of the season because your final rankings pretty much show where you ended up. So... This is just, you know, this is just for us. Yeah. For us to talk about. Sure. And I think they still should have a higher van, but who gives a crap about Baylor? I'm sorry, especially because they're not Listen, winning. I'm not writing them off. I'm not writing Baylor off. There's just something about that game that is sticking in my gut right now. I, it's funny because I have no scared feelings at all for these now. I really believe that they're going to win. They're going to end they the season with eight will. or nine wins. Uh, Texas will probably win it, but there's just something there's t- about that game. I don't. I can't verbalize what it is. I think that they match up very well against these next two teams. I think both these teams overachieved early and are now even underperforming a little bit. Yeah. And I think all three teams, Texas included, is part of that that you know that scenario. And that's why I think that they match up well against these guys, even if they're... Go- are they going to Waco as well, or is that here? No, that's going to be here. Okay, so that should be... I really can't see how they, they lose that one. Kansas could be different at, at, on the road, but also remember the extra motivation that they have for this team. Is this a revenge game it for has, Stark? It has to be. He says it's not. Of course not. He's always going to say that. But, you know... In why the, why in won't the he come on and just say, yeah, we want to kick their ass for what because, they did to us last year? Because you're you're disrespecting the other team. And this, this is the coach. You can't do that. Yes, you can. You can, but it doesn't look good. And this is not... This is, that's like not it's Stark's all in, MO. It's all in the delivery. Stark's MO has never been that. Never publicly shamed another team. Right? Yeah. Or another program. It's not These shaming are, them. It's just I'm, saying we, we got a bone to pick. I'm you. shaming them because I don't fear them. He can't You better say lace that. your boots up because we're going to knock you out of them. See, that's what I'd say. Then you're giving them extra motivation for nah, no reason. Nah, they, they you're don't, giving them bulletin board They don't need any extra motivation. No they're already playing the Longhorns, and everybody hates the Longhorns if you're not Longhorns. That's fair. So I think they got plenty of motivation as it is. That's fair. Not, no, no offense to the Longhorns, but let's be real. Not the most well-liked team around uh, Very true. outside of Austin. Very true. Just like OU. And Oregon. Hate Oregon. In fact, I don't know if anybody likes OU except OU. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah. So you think, that you think it is a revenge game? I, thirdly, I certainly believe it is a revenge game for the players who 
were there last year. If anything, they have extra motivation because, yeah, they made them look silly at home last year. So uh, we got a full weekend coming up, two weeks left in the regular season. TCU, of course, has clinched a Big 12 championship game. So you got it's yet to be determined if they're going to meet the likes of, say, Kansas State, Texas, mm-hmm. Baylor, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. I mean, they could all make it. K-State's got the inside track here, though. Um, uh, but a lot of football to be played. So big noon kickoff. Uh, this is Fox pregame show. It's going to be Waco this weekend ahead of the Baylor-TCU game. Uh, but we've got, uh, let's see, we've got the Bedlam week. Oklahoma State traveling to Norman for this year's edition. Kansas State trying to keep their championship game hopes alive with a trip to Morgantown. Uh, Kansas looking to repeat its big win from last year as they host Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Texas Tech travels to Ames uh, to meet a, a very struggling Iowa State right now. You got any, uh, any opinions on any of those? I'm taking TCU certainly over Baylor at 100%. Sure. And West Virginia, Kansas State, what do you think? That's an, well, to go back to TCU-Baylor, that's another thing that, that the Horns need to keep an eye on because if they win that game, then I fear them a little bit because then they're going to be confident heading into the final game of the season. Uh, so that's that's my thing there. I, would say I, the I think TCU wants to win. They need to win. So. TCU, you, know, you talk about, I mean, you know, once again, it was a, it was a just seven-point difference for Texas here between TCU yeah. uh, last weekend. But TCU's defense really came alive last week against the Longhorns. We see that again against this Baylor team. Forget it. Forget it. It's TCU all the way. They're going 11-0. You know, yeah. Uh, West Virginia, Kansas State. Man, can, you like mad? can you believe that? What? 11-0 TCU potential. Yeah, actually, 11 uh, undefeated TCU. I would not have said that in the beginning of the year. You know, well, not this year. I, I saw maybe nine games total. But They're in good recent team. years, they've had some good teams in, yeah. in, you know, in the past man, you know, decade or good so. Good for them. Yeah. Good for their quarterback. I'm Max happy to Duggan, see it. Man. He's been through a lot. I don't really have a dog in the fight for TCU. I never have. Uh, but, I mean, even back you know, in the old Southwest Conference days. Mm-hmm. But I... I've always, I always kind of like them when they pop up on the schedule. Oh, yeah, cool, TCU. You know, and, and, and this time, team's a lot of fun to yeah. watch. For the longest time, I had no idea TCU was uh, in Dallas. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I, I had no... Is it Dallas or is it Fort, Fort Worth? Fort Worth, yeah. but whatever. Watch out. You go up there. That's and you, all and you the call, same to me. I'm sorry. I'm not from here. Don't don't hold it against me. They'll fight you up there in Dallas oh, if, you call sure. it, if, you, if you call it Fort Worth or vice versa. You can't say Arlington either, right? If you're in Dallas. I don't think the mid-cities matter as much. I think it's really just the whole Dallas-Fort Worth you know, dynamic there. We are one. We are, even though down here it's like, no, that's why we call you Dallas-Fort Worth. Isn't that very pretty. similar to, to Minneapolis and uh, uh, what's uh, St. Paul? Yeah. Saint, uh, Seattle-Tacoma? No. That is a 40-minute difference. Well, Fort Worth is not, like, right next door. Okay, then it's not the same as Minneapolis and, and St. Paul, or whatever it is, whatever that, that it's, trifecta. Or there's a, yeah, I, I don't think it's quite 40 minutes, but it, it's not like, you know, you're just like, hey, let me pop down. That's nah, about 40 to 45 minutes from Seattle to Tacoma. They're very different. They still call it SeaTac, though, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the airport, but, in like, that whole general area. They're in the middle. Yeah. It's in the middle. Yeah. There is a SeaTac area as well. It's not just the name of the airport. Seattle's better. Than Tacoma. Tacoma's nice. Tacoma's cheaper. All right, so who do you like? West Virginia, Kansas. Or, I mean, Kansas State. I mean, I can't not go with Kansas State here. I, I got to believe that they and them and TCU are going to make it to the Big 12 championship. Iowa State, Texas Tech. Absolutely Tech. Yeah. I'll keep rolling with Tech. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, man. Very, very Rivalry crazy game. time in Bedlam. Rivalry game. Yeah, to quote Fuller Man Kyle, it's Bedlam! Oklahoma <laughs> right now is just trying to cling for life. Yeah, it's got to be state. I got to go with Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah, give me them Cowboys. It looks like uh, Sports Illustrated looks like they're in line with all of us, except they're taking Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma wants to finish strong. They the, the season has left a bad taste in their mouth. Mm, well, you can't always get what you want. That's a shame. Bummer. What a shame. shouldn't have picked Norman. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> uh, so over to the Moody Center we go to the hardwood now. Big game tonight for the for your Texas Longhorns. Facing off against the Zigzags, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. This is a this is a, this is a number eleven Longhorns hosting the number two Gonzaga Bulldogs. Spokane, Washington, big zone. game already. Uh, tip off tonight at eight thirty there at the Moody Center. Close to eleven thousand people expected to be on hand for it. That'll be interesting. Uh, if you want to watch it, you can catch it on ESPN two. But uh, with a win tonight against Gonzaga, the Horns would actually tie a program record for the highest ranked AP opponent ever defeated uh, in home games. Texas has topped the number two team in AP poll just once. Uh, that huh. was uh, February 21st of 2009, and the team was Oklahoma. Hmm. 2009, 2009. wow. 2009, yeah. that uh, Was that Blake Griffin years, too? That might have been Blake Griffin years. <sighs> pretty close. Yeah. Because Oklahoma yeah, hasn't I really been relevant been. Since, since he's been on the team. No? I mean, no, you know better they, than me. They've not. They've okay. not. I, as far as I uh, no. 
That's the only time I remember them being ranked. In, well, there I was, was also say, um, I, Greg Oden. Greg Oden as well. More often than not, Oklahoma basketball is not ever going to be relevant. Yeah, yeah they, they have their moments. Uh, Texas got reached a 43 and one advantage in fast break points during its first two contests, uh, posting a 60 and one margin uh, in the season opener against UTEP, 27 and 0 edge last Thursday against Houston Christian. Uh, so, horns are looking really good, and I was kind of digging through some uh, some Gonzaga uh, posts just to kind of see what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're at, Gonzaga is absolutely not taking this this Longhorns team lightly. That's, oh, really? Okay, I was no. going to think the other way. No, no, no. Uh, they, they they actually uh, they're hyping up the defense uh, here. They, they, I mean, they they recognize, and, and they're also recognizing they're coming in fairly hostile territory here uh, at the Moody Center. That's the Mark Few effect. That dude knows how to coach. Obviously, yeah. he's done this for decades now. Yeah, just consistently good program. <clears throat> I mean, albeit you can argue that their their record is skewed a bit because their West, the you know the whack is not whack. A, not a great. Yeah, it's whack, whack is whack. It's whack. Yeah. Um, but occasionally there are some pretty good teams in there. Occasionally you get like St. Mary's and San Diego. But I mean, their non conference schedule is usually pretty tough and proves that proves their their rankings pretty much every year. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course they sh- usually show out in the in the postseason, but not always. We got that, uh, that's been their struggle bus. The AP top twenty five, of course Gonzaga two, uh, Texas eleven, but we got Houston three, Baylor's five, Kansas six. Who's number one? Uh, North Carolina. Okay, North really? Carolina one right now. Wow. Yeah, TCU's fifteenth here right now, so they've got a good okay, good basketball yeah, program yeah. too. Uh, Tech, Texas Tech, and Texas A and M twenty three and twenty four respectively. So uh, some good twelve, yeah. uh, some some good Big Twelve and, and Texas overall showing Absolutely. up. Um, good like to see that. Go Horns! You know what else I beat like to see? Beat the Zags, please, for the love of God, beat the Zags. What else I like to see? Dickie V. Yeah, has made his return. Be I was back. I was so excited about this. Uh, he returned to the sideline yesterday to call a matchup between Kentucky and Michigan State in the 2022 Champions Classic, and uh, I mean absolute icon, one of the mm-hmm. most respected uh, respected guys in in. Well, sports really, but certainly in college basketball. Been through a lot, uh, and uh, he he was very grateful to be back. You know, really, this is the best medicine I could have. See, of course, I tell you one thing: it beats laying in the hospital doing chemo there, but I can guarantee you that. And I'm just having so much fun. The people have been so great, so kind all day at the hotel. I just can't say thank you, thank you, thank you to so many who encouraged me, inspired me to really battle and to win that battle. The man is cancer-free. Congratulations Love to it. him. He also he missed the entire uh, 21-22 basketball season because he had the dysplasia, mm-hmm. vocal cord dysplasia that knocked his voice out. Sounds great. kind of here. Yeah, well, he's he's still still sounds good. But he sounds great. I, I just, uh, man, it's hard to not like Dickie V. It's Dick great. Vitale is, yeah. is an absolute icon. It's awesome, an baby! absolute icon. Yes, indeed. Uh, a so, diaper dandy! <laughs> <laughs> Got to take a quick break here, but when we come out, we'll find out uh, what Jimmy Johnson, the great Jimmy Johnson, thinks about the mm. fact that he remains outside looking in of the Cowboys' ring of, ring of honor. The He'll Mariners, your Mariners have made a big acquisition. Somebody made a splash! One of the first morning. big acquisitions here. Uh, so we got more on that. And we will round things out quite nicely here in the bullpen. 512-834-1027 is the number. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the bullpen. Final segment here on this Wednesday afternoon. I am full now all of a sudden. Having a problem talking. Mouthful of donuts now. Shout out to Florida man Kyle. Absolutely. Being the wonderful human being that he is. Did you understand, Kyle? We we starve because we chose radio. So we we love. We don't starve because of Florida man Kyle. We we, we are not starving. I also have to say one thing. Diabetes is a different story, but that's all right. I have to say one thing about Florida man Kyle. He beat me in fantasy football yesterday. Ouch. Like, easily. Which is funny because during the the contest, I was telling him, this game's yours. Congrats. Because... To, to backtrack a bit to Quentin Tarantino this, I went 7-0 and to start the season, start the year off, right? 7-0. Okay. I am now 7-3. and And my first my first win was against the Florida Cowboys. Man Kyle, and I handed it to him. And he gave it right back recently. So apparently he's looking for a shout-out. So there it is, Florida Man Kyle. Well, I, Congratulations. I'll see you in the playoffs. I'm absolutely grateful. Uh, I'm grateful <laughs> that you beat my friend Brandon, and I'm grateful wow. for the donuts. Wow. Rude. Listen, man, we can be friends. I don't have to be loyal. That's true. No, I'm That's I'm I don't care. This is why I don't. Play, this is why I hadn't played football, <laughs> fantasy football, in five years because it just—it's always in my head now. Yeah, 
and it stresses me out. I need. To, I have to take another five year break after this. So let me ask you a question: as the as the the Cowboys prepare to uh, head up to the frozen tundra of Minnesota this weekend to take on the Vikings, are the Vikings, uh, dude, are they not getting the the, the respect they deserve? <laughs> not at all. Let me tell you, I, I agree with you. Not even from me until now. The Cowboys are going up to Minnesota, and the Vikings are a one and a half point underdog to the Cowboys. What is going on with these? These they don't like betting them. lines. They don't like them. What is going on with the state of Texas and the betting lines? Oh, that weird betting line with who the, did with they pay Texas off? Texas and TCU. That was a weird. Did one. Greg Abbott pay off someone? And now he's like, <laughs> you got to make sure everyone. He-. I'm not trying to <laughs> imitate his voice, but you got to make sure Texas teams they're all favored the rest of the season. So we have to watch them. No, I don't get it. I mean, sometimes you got to hedge your bets. That whatever it takes when money's on the line. Man. That is just the ultimate disrespect. Yeah, yeah. I know One Dallas is a good team, and I'm I, I'm surprised to say this, but Minnesota looks really good. Although I'll, I will say, man, they got lucky on Sunday. They got very, very lucky. Yeah. It was a couple boneheaded plays that even gave them a chance to win, and I don't know. I, I still can't believe they won that game. You know who's looking uh, uh, really good in Minnesota is Justin Jefferson. Yes, and he's on pace to do something. Nobody's ever done before as a wide receiver. You know how they got that pick, right? Yeah, they traded away Stephon Diggs. That's right for for Jefferson, yep. Diggs for Jefferson. That's pretty good. Not bad. They got lucky. So there has never in the history of the NFL been a two thousand yard season reached by a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, though, is on pace to become the very first. He's got one thousand sixty yards through nine games. That puts him on pace for two thousand and three yards in the seventeen games. He's first in the NFL if that happens. Uh, the uh, the record was set by Calvin Johnson back in 2012 at 1964. He did it in 16 games, so of course this extra game is going to benefit Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He's not leading the league in receiving yards, though. That belongs to Tyreek Hill over the Dolphins. He got 1148, but the difference being Jefferson's only played nine games. Hill's already played ten. Hill's only got like three touchdowns or something like that, too, right? Yeah. Like he went six games without a touchdown, I think. Yeah. He's got he's getting the yards, but. He's not getting the love in the end zone. They're projecting him, uh, the Hill, to come up with uh, about 1,952 yards for the wow. season. Either way, I mean, it's a hell of a, hell of a season and, either way. And it's funny because we all thought in the offseason that Tua could never get him the ball, but all of a sudden Tua has has an arm. He can slang that thing. It's crazy. Maybe, maybe he got some skill knocked into him earlier this season. <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> it was before that. <laughs> it was before that. Look. I don't mess with karma. That's all I'm going to say about that. No. <laughs> I like to live dangerously. I guess so. Uh, so, Jimmy Johnson, he's out with a new book called Swagger. Oh my God. And uh, he talks a little bit about the fact that he remains outside of the uh, Cowboys' ring of honor. It's been several years of the same thing for him. He, he's, he's been told on numerous occasions by Jerry Jones he'd be inducted in the, into the ring of honor that year. No avail. So in the latest book, he's sort of opening up about it. And... Uh, you know, kind of touching on, on how it feels to, to be left out of that exclusive club. Yeah, I, obviously, I'd be honored uh, to be in the Ring of Honor. Um, uh, but that's Jerry's decision. Um, it's not something I think about. You know, it's it's something that if, if when and if he decides to do it, because he's told me half a dozen times he's going to do it. Uh, when and if he does it, then I'll be honored and be very proud. Uh, but. It's not something that I spend any time thinking about. Well, when you're in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm sure he's not thinking about it at all. Dude's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What does he care? I think it's a I think it's a personal thing between him and Jerry Jones. There's no doubt about it. Because if Jerry Jones, once he accepts him in the Ring of Honor, that basically just says everything is fine and dandy. And it never was. Those, those two men, uh, they can talk nice. Had a lot now of success in the nineties together. That's but I, yeah, I guarantee you, they still they still are not friends. Yeah, it's weird when you look at the pictures of the two of them because you see a young Jimmy Johnson, and then this guy. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. That's what Jerry Jones used to look like. Oh god, before he spent all that money on, oh, on the, the plastic oh, surgery. Man. I don't know why he had to do that in the first place. Totally, I'm forgot sure he would have aged pretty well. But yeah. you know, when you're when you got money, when you got that cash. Yeah, you got that cash. Um, one last little bit of football here, uh, and then we're going to head to the ballpark. But uh, I, I found this interesting story. It was uh, Mike Florio out of Pro Football Talk giving a little credit to, a little love to Colt McCoy. Here. You get Psycho Florio? Yeah, Psycho Florio. Crazy Florio? Give a little love Florio. to Colt McCoy, though. Uh, 
He says, for years, a perfectly capable starting quarterback's been hiding in plain sight as a perennial backup. As Geno Smith thrives in his first year as a full-time starter since 2014, it's worth noting another former starter continues to have relevance years after he last served as QB1. And That's he, a bit of a stretch. But here's, here's where, here's where I, I, I have to take a step back and go, oh, my God. Colt McCoy hadn't been a, uh, hasn't been a starting quarterback since 2011, mm-hmm. his second NFL season. The fact, the fact that he's been in the NFL that long, it blows my mind. I hate how fast time goes because I still look back and go, yeah, Colt McCoy, hey, he's quarterback DT just a couple years ago. But it was, no. Friend of our airwaves as well, Colt McCoy. Yeah, good dude. But I mean, and everybody likes him. Everybody here liked him. Everybody, I mean, every, everybody likes him, no matter smartest, where he goes. The smartest decision any backup quarterback can make, besides unless they really want to play that badly uh, and just accept the role as being the backup, Go to a team with a really good quarterback because you'll make a crap load of money and not have to do anything on game day. We may see him play a game or two. You know, Kyler Murray's still recovering from that oh, hamstring. I, I think we will see him again. And think about week, this. He, he's this pretty week. much he's pretty much been a backup this whole time. Uh, so the wear and tear hadn't been there, and he's still uh, he's thirty six, mm-hmm. but he's still completely capable. I expect to see him at least a couple wait, of years. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Colt McCoy and I are the same freaking age. That's correct, my friend. I hate. <laughs> Limited wear and tear, though, compared to other quarterbacks. That's age. great. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Four and six Cardinals, though. Uh, you know, we don't expect Cardinals to see are out. Super. Don't expect much. Although I have seen him step up and be my team on occasion, so we don't know. Maybe that maybe this is the spark they needed. Because you know what else I found out today? Warzone Two came out. Oh, did it? Warzone Two came out today, which is also a nice little. Uh, tongue-in-cheek thing about Kyler Murray because apparently Call of Duty was his main focus and mm. why they had to put that quote-unquote clause in there in his I contract. See. I see. So okay. no wonder he's out of the... Ah, coach, I'm still not feeling well today. Yeah. Go ahead and put Colt in. I got games to play. I got, ga- <laughs> I got things... I got ga- I mean, I got games to practice. I mean, I got games to study. Colt McCoy ranks up there among probably my two favorite uh, Longhorn quarterbacks in in the modern era, the other being Major Applewhite. Well, not Another man who didn't get nearly the respect he deserved. Sure. Passed over for Chris Sims, uh, who would go on to lose consistently to Oklahoma and piss everybody off. <laughs> but whatever. You know, I'm still I'm not still bitter about that. Not only is Colt McCoy a decent, good football player, he is a just an unbelievable human being. Mm-hmm. Great so guy. great, like the the conversations he'd have quick conversations with me before he jumped on air. You know when I called him up to to get him on the show, just such a nice guy. And he he totally lets me razz him with my Seahawks too. He just takes it and goes with it. Uh, but he also has a winning record against them now, so he brings that up every single time. <laughs> uh, I shout out to the McCoy family because we've had his brother on a couple times too. I, I can I cannot people. send my more uh, of my best wishes to to Colt McCoy. I hope that he. You know, whether it be backup or not, you know. I hope he steals a job from Kyler Murray. How about that? At 36 Journeyman. Come on. That'd be great. Bring it on. That Hook would up. be great. Woo. So, uh, did you hear what, what's going on uh, up there in Seattle with your Mariners, Brandon? No, what happened? You didn't hear about this. <laughs> no, missed it. What happened this morning around Teoscar oh, Hernandez? 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez going over there from the Toronto Blue Jays that the, uh, the Mariners have announced today. Uh... He, uh, let's see, uh, they're sending right-handed uh, reliever Eric Swanson, mm-hmm. who put up a 1-6 ERA last Man, year. he was good. Yeah. He was good. Uh, as well as who, who else? Oh, Adam, Adam Macko, uh, oh. the, the lefty, lefty Although, pitching prospect, uh, 2019 seventh-round draft pick. I know no one really cares about the Mariners here besides a, a handful of people. I dig them. Um, and actually, I know some high school friends that are still living here. I wonder if they listen. Shout out to Issaquah High School peeps. I know you're out there. Anyway, what I was going to say is... I'm really confused why I, I'm kind of surprised Eric Swanson was involved in this trade and why we and that they got the the big talent with Teoscar Hernandez because as good as he was last season, for some reason down the line he fell out of good graces with Scott Service and and he was he usually was the first or second guy out of the bullpen or he was the he was a seven eight or even sometimes ninth inning guy. They didn't even use him in the playoffs. Yeah, and they really could use him one time in particular. Where a certain lefty uh, named Robbie Ray came in against another lefty. I know you want the lefty-lefty matchup when you're going up against Jordan Alvarez. It doesn't matter. Just walk the guy. My God. Just walk him. He's At least put a a guy who's been your workhorse through the entire season. I I love Robbie Ray. I think he'll have a bounce-back season this year coming off. You know, he had a lot of pressure coming off his Cy Young season. Um, 
But man, I'm really. I think this spells the end of Mitch Haniger in Seattle, which would make me really sad. Although they could use him as a full time DH, which I feel like he needs to do, Mitch Haniger. But yeah, having Tasker Hernandez, that's another 30 plus uh, 100 RBI, a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy Beefs up in your the middle of too. that lineup. I don't, I'm going to worry about his, uh, his defense more than anything, but I really think, hope, and pray that his offense just takes away any sort of angst that we have against his defense because he is not a good right fielder. What did he hit last uh, this year, like 25, 30 home runs? He had, uh, I think he had 25 and uh, he had 267, 267, but he also yeah. hit the first... 77 ribbies, yeah. He also hit the first home run uh, against the Mariners when they played them in the wild card round. Uh, he had the first first home run of that game. And at that point there, I thought it was over. I thought scared. we were screwed. Got scared. And now he's on our side. Good what up, you, man. Good for you. I th- cool I, ass name. It's a great pick. Yeah, it's a, it's great, a great pick. Pickup. Absolutely great acquisition. Now I need them to go get Trey Turner. I don't care what it takes. It's not my money. Spend it all. Get that second baseman and and on this squad. And this team's going to the World Series. Here's another thing I heard about the. And tell me what you think about this. The, the, so they've acquired Teoscar Hernandez there from the Blue Jays uh, in Seattle. This is potentially clearing the way for Jesse Winker to be moved over in the coming Bye. Weeks. See ya. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be on this team anymore. No offense. According but. to uh, John Paul Morosi of the MLB.com, uh, mm-hmm. says the Mariners have been discussing multiple trades in recent days, willing to move Winker and either starting pitchers Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez. I'd be sad if Marco left. Great guy. Played at Gonzaga. Been a real team guy for a long time, but he's kind of a liability. And then they're looking to upgrade left field, and here are the names. Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, Andrew Benintendi, uh, and then the the absolute long shot dark horse, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying we're on the West Coast. That's all I'll say. But I think Brandon Nimmo's out now that they got Teoscar Hernandez because they're going to want to have to pay him in a couple seasons, especially if he uh, does what he does. I wouldn't mind Andrew Benintendi out there, though. He was great when he played for the, for the Red Sox. I used to Better love Better than Kelnick watching. and Winker. My God, get him out of here. Also, congratulations to Buck Showalter, NL Manager of the Year. Yeah, I think uh, that well one's deserved. great. Well I, don't, I don't agree with the, the Terry Francona one for Manager of the Year. I don't I think either. my guy should have got it. But you know what? Congrats either way. That That's good for them. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland I, Indians did make the playoffs, and they were only supposed to win like 75 games. I so. like Buck. And, that, and something about Buck winning uh, here is he's now won. Did I just sh- say Indians? I meant Guardians. Uh, oh, we, we my freaking God. Buck Showalter is now one manager of the year so in sorry. four different decades. Pretty cool. Guardians. Cleveland Guardians. See, no respect. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Bomb is up next.